Welcome to episode 87 of A Half Frame of the Real Photo Show. Uh, today's episode is not so much a catch-up episode with previous guests Nico J. Kalyanyotis and Yoa Friedlander, because they've been working on an open-call exhibition called the Rust Belt Biennial, so we're going to talk a lot about that. But before we get to that, the next show at the JKC Gallery is by the artist Tamara Torres, and I'm going to read a little bit from her website bio, tamaratorresart.com. My photography, paintings, collage, and performance art all offer elucidations of broader cultural movements intertwined with my own personal stories. My art grapples with racism, women's rights, and injustice in this era. Whether it's my own personal story of perseverance after being born a statistic, as one teacher told me, doomed by the circumstances of my birth, or telling the stories of those who have faced adversity and discrimination because of their background or culture, my art faces the truth of our common humanity. So that show opens on February 28th, and the reception is Wednesday, March 6th, from 5 to 7 p.m., with a talk by Tamara. And again, if you want to find out more about her work, go to tamaratorresart.com. Uh, and if you want to know more about the gallery, go to mccc.edu forward slash jkcgallery. Okay, so Yoav and Nico are going to talk about the Rust Belt Biennial, but I'll read you a little bit from the website rustbeltbiennial.com. This land, its people, the pride and the struggles, the patina of the past, and above all, the histories and memories ingrained in the soil across the region. It is time to make new memories and new histories, while revisiting and reevaluating old ones. It is time to start a new dialogue about the state of photography and its social, cultural, and political effects in our society. It is time to give back to the photographic community, but also the region. It is time for you to join us. For our inaugural biennial, we are grateful to have Andrew L. Moore as competition juror. And Andrew is going to be a guest on the show probably in the next episode. So back to the website. Uh, we are honored to collaborate with the Sordoni Gallery at Wilkes University in Wilkes-Barre or wilkes Barry, depending on how you pronounce it, Pennsylvania, where the biennial will be held from August 27th to October 5th of 2019. And there will be uh, more dates about uh, exhibitions, lectures, and presentations uh, coming up in the spring. Also, uh, that will make more sense once you listen to the episode, because they have ideas about other locations, other sites where there might be presentations that aren't just about photography, but maybe on the history and the sociology of the Rust Belt region. The juried competition is hosted in an agreement between Lens Culture and the Rust Belt Biennial. And I'm also pretty excited to announce that the top prize winner, picked by Andrew L. Moore, will be a guest on the show. So that's a pretty good summary of what the show is about. And we'll go into much more detail about the show and how to enter and the sort of two components of the show. Uh, but one of the things that Nico and Yoav really wanted to emphasize during this episode was that they wanted to change the narrative, that they wanted to change the way uh, we've seen the the Rust Belt depicted over the past few years, especially with the election um, and the kind of polarization that happened because of the politics of the past few years. And so it's a, it's a great conversation. It's pretty funny because uh, Yoav and Nico can really sort of uh, stick it to each other while they're talking. It's the first time I've done... Um, two guests on Skype, so there's a little bit of talking over each other here and there. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the show, and we will talk soon. Hello, everyone. Uh, 
connected. I mean, Nico still looks like he's struggling. <laughs> well, I'm fine. I look very thin on the camera. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to lower the volume for Nico a little bit. Okay. He has a gold microphone. He looks like a rapper. What is that? Gold microphone? Where do you yeah, see gold? Mike, Mike. You Michael. don't see me? Oh, awesome. No, I was looking at myself. That's an awesome microphone there. You, need, you will need to do some editing because me and Yova usually talk on top of each other. It will, this will never work. <laughs> This will never work. Michael, I hope you have the beep sounds for every time Nico is going to say something <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just going to bleep like a whole minute of Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will make any big difference. <laughs> Nico looks like an animal in the zoo, first recognizing its own reflection. <laughs> Nice. He's gonna use the, he's gonna use the beeps pretty soon. Oh, oh no, that, I'm leaving that joke in. <laughs> All right, well, this is exciting because uh, you guys have been working hard on this Rust Belt Biennial, and I am very happy you invited me to be a part of it. And the uh, the top award prize winner, you know, the top prize winner, will be a guest on the show. Some, maybe at the reception or maybe something separate from the reception. We don't re haven't worked all that out yet, right? Not really, no. But that's the beauty of it. So we're going one step at a time. But yeah. thank you for inviting us and thank you for, you know, uh, accepting to do this and uh, interview the first winner and whatnot. Um, oh, I love so the idea. Great, I love it. It's a, it's a great opportunity. So Yeah, so let's talk about it. What is it? Where did it, this idea come from? Well, Yoav was uh, the last... The last about was it two years a year and a half two years about, about a year and a half let's say um he was frequently visiting um the pennsylvania and obviously as you know i'm i'm well i'm from uh, from greece but i lived half of my life here and i always had this idea that that something needs to be done photographically slash historically slash education in regards to pennsylvania but also the rust belt region and uh, I think photography has played an important role throughout the history of the region, obviously. And also what intrigued me the most was how photography was used through the last election uh, campaign throughout the Rust Belt and the region. So Yoav and I, I mean, Yoav established a relationship while coming here. I, did, I always had the relationship with the land in, the, in, the, in Pennsylvania. So basically it was... We wanted to give back. I wanted to give back. So I, I, I introduced that idea to Joab, and I knew that he would say yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and because uh, we shared the same ideas, the same values, the same kind of, uh, I think, thinking process is because probably because he's from Israel and from Greece. And it's kind of like a Mediterranean spirit that <laughs> connects us in a way. That's why we fight a lot, you know, <laughs> productively. <laughs> productively. Unfortunately and, uh, for other people involved, uh, while we're fighting, <laughs> who are not Mediterranean and don't understand that the high tones are just a normal thing. That's and right. We don't hate each other. Oh no, I know. I mean, there, no. there's right. that. When I was uh, when I was in Israel, the first word I learned was nachon, which is how everyone <laughs> ended everyone everyone sentence like right, right, right. <laughs> and you better say nachon. That's you right. Agree that they're right. <laughs> But, uh, Nico, you just said something about how photography was used in the last election. What did you mean by that? Oh, my God. You ha he had to go there, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, 
I approach things uh, organically from an outsider's perspective. And the way I believe that, my, in my humble opinion, the images that I saw from Pennsylvania, um, how the people were represented, the, the, how the land was represented, predominantly the people, I would say it was a little bit biased. You know, I, I would say that the, the media had an agenda. Oh, so you're, um, you're talking about journalistically, there was this negative view. Journalistically and in general, if, if you're going to call it fine art, et cetera, it, it has been used in a, in a particular way. Okay. And something that we want to, regardless of where you stand politically, I don't really care. Um, it, the, the thing is that we want to move away from that and, and discuss a conversation. And also, me being a foreigner, an immigrant myself, as you are, okay, different stories, but at the end of the day, we're both immigrants. doesn't matter how we got here. And I see, I saw the photography being produced in the past and, you know, obviously with uh, the political stage, it was a little bit, it was a little bit difficult for me to accept. And I think that it felt a little bit preconceived, like the people that came here to represent Pennsylvania. I mean, listen, there were, and this was on national media, live on TV, that there were commentaries about the people in the area from respectable journalists that didn't even come to this area, okay? And that's a problem. But the idea about the Rossfeld, I saw, I believe it was in Colesdale, in an old theater, a, a, a film about Centralia. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the town that's been on fire forever. Right. Have, yeah. have you seen that film? It's called, basically, it's called Centralia. Yeah. And um, it was in an old theater that it was renovated across uh, from a coal site in Colesdale, I believe. I'm not 100%. But it was a full house. It was a full house. People attended. And it was obviously to watch the documentary. And there was obviously a lot of photographs within the documentary. And you could hear the people from the crowd watching the movie responding to that to the photographs, to the history, to, you know, oh, I remember this area. Oh, and this this is not, this is wrong. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of interaction and a lot of conversation. So basically the Rustbill Biennial, Biennial kind of was, was cooking in my heart from a long time, the idea. And I honestly just came with a title, like, really, really fast. But I think we want this to become a conversation. A dialogue about photography, not politics. Not we don't really care about that. Uh, but at the same time, we want to have an honest conversation on how photography is used and how it will be used in a year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because it will come back as a boomerang again. Yeah, and and, so, and some uh, of this then is it's kind of an extension of your America in a trance work that you that you published. Right, right, right. But also something that I would like to touch upon and uh, was how. You could see the difference, and I'm not judging, okay, but as a, as a visual person, when I was looking at work from people that will, photographers that will come in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, in Indiana, uh, for three, four, five days, make images to kind of take it out into the world, and then you will see photography from people that are part of that society, night and day. And I'm not talking about my work, and I'm not talking about yours work. We're not here to promote our work. But I will look at that at those projects, and it was a, a phenomenal, phenomenal difference of how, you know, 
more involved and more uh, empathetic, you could say, was. No, I think empathetic is the right word. I mean, I think you come with um, you come with a, a perspective that's not rooted in politics and rooted in sides, right? Right. You you're um, you also happen to live in the area, right? In right. Scranton. Right. Absolutely, and it's a, it's a little problematic of how this has used, and 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 some people were uh, shocked by the results. And I've said this before that I was shocked that they were shocked hmm. <laughs> from the results because they've never been here, they never experienced, right. they never went to get some gas station coffee in Western Pennsylvania. You yeah. know, you you're judging from Manhattan. Yeah, that's not the proper <laughs> way to judge the situation. Yeah, you're. You know, I'm speaking too much. You always like no, no, no. Boy, That's okay. Like... Yoav's gonna get his turn. Yoav's getting his turn. So Yoav, you had, you had helped Nico put together his book America in a Trance. Was was that kind of the start of working with Nico and and photographing out in the Rust Belt, photographing out in Pennsylvania? By all means, yes. So it, essentially, Nico um, was very steered by the you know towards the elections and what was going on, and he was already working on his book, America in a Trance. He was looking for a publisher, he, was, he had the work made, he, he was still looking to shoot more. He said everything that he said to you, that he felt like people are seeing the wrong picture of this area. People are not knowing what they're talking about. He kept on telling me, you have to come here and see for yourself. There are things here, you will go nuts. That's Nico's, <laughs> like he always did. And... And eventually, um, he found his publisher, Damiani, published his book, and, and he needed a book designer. You know, I, I do some designs, I do website designs, and I came over to Scranton area, to Old Forge, where Nico lives. And um, I told Nico, you know, in, in order to design this book, in order to make the right decisions, you've got to take me around. I need to see for myself the, that industrial reality uh, the ruins or or the remnants of the the culture that you're photographing and the story you're trying to tell, so I have a better idea, so I can educate myself. And you know, I I think it was in somewhere, maybe the first hour and a half that we were driving around, I already found something I wanted to photograph, and I photographed it. I fell in love immediately. I saw things that the media was not showing me. I, I, I found my, a narrative that wasn't told. And uh, by all means, uh, it's d uh, directly related to the fact that I worked with him on the book. And I, bec and I became uh, very, very invested and interested in Northeast Pennsylvania, the coal mine uh, reality. And as a but something that I shared with Nico, uh, the enthusiasm of giving back, when he said, let's do something, let's do our own biennial, let's bring, let's do, let's give back. I felt that I can photograph and try to shout whatever I see, but I need to do something uh, to, that gives back to the local people. And there's a, a, some, some reason to be proud of something, an event that is a, a gathering of culture and art. And, and I felt very strongly that that's a right way uh, that you can do something with with photography, with something that I know what I'm doing. It's photography. So why don't we do something and it will be photography? And something that um, it's important to clarify is that 
we are, it's a photography competition, fest slash festival, that it's going to be two components. We need to stress that you are, right? It is going to be a curated uh, exhibition, and then you're going to have the component where people are going to be submit their work for, uh, for a fee, and Andrew Moore will be the juror of that work. Everybody's going to be exhibited at the same gallery, the Sordoni Gallery at the Wilkes University, which is a fantastic space. It's 3,500 square feet. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, gallery. So there's not going to be any, you know, hierarchy. Everybody is going to be show, exhibited at the same gallery. We're going to have some established names. We're going to have people that they need to have more exposure. And that idea comes from the desire to create a dialogue with photography and a dialogue by visiting those areas, which I think is an education in itself. I highly recommend it, whether you are going to take pictures, whether you're a photographer or not, to, to, to leave the metro area and go to Western Pennsylvania, to Western Virginia, to Ohio. Take a drive, look, talk to people. Do not condemn, do not judge. I, I think that I have, uh, you know, I'm from, I'm from Greece. We have... Uh, uh, our our problems and I went to Western Pennsylvania the first time I went south of Pittsburgh I was looking I was standing at a bus station and I'm not I'm not lying for 45 minutes and I was wondering am I in the United States is this the United States okay and it might sound cliche it might sound romantic it might sound whatever but where are you going like where are we going what is going to happen to all these towns and I said it's it's a shame. I call it the crimes against humanity. <laughs> it's like, what? Do you, I don't care about coal. I don't care about steel. We know that's bad for the environment, and we know that it's dead. It's not the solution. But what is the solution? When you have services and you don't have industry, and when I'm talking about industry, I'm not talking about coal and steel and uh, unhealthy process and all that stuff. Industry. And I'm going to close that and take it. Uh, let you up continue that. And I, and I mentioned this in an interview this summer for at Wired Magazine that I said, while at the time I was in Greece in a village of uh, 3,500 people, and there are 12 on Main Street, there's 12 family businesses, 12 family businesses plus uh, about 20 restaurants, little coffee shops, etc. In a town with 3,500 and 4,000 people, you come up here and it's a, it's, it's a war zone and it's not, and it's difficult to make work that it's not going to be ruined porn. It's not going to be abandonment. We don't, we're not interested in that. When one of the problems that, uh, obstacles that I tried to overcome in American and trans was this. If I wanted to photograph interesting people, interesting characters, I can make that in about a weekend on my West Main Street right here. And I'm not joking. Uh, but people glorify that kind of work, which I think is pretty, pretty silly. But anyway. I was just talking about ruined porn with my documentary photo class. And... The, the idea that, uh, of course, it almost never has the people who are uh, involved in these in these places, but but that it's not it's not so cut and dry. I mean, it's it's not that you can't you can't photograph places in ruin and abandonment, but there has to be a sort of greater a greater idea to what you're doing. Right. There has to it has to be part of something bigger. Right, it can't. Oh, right, right. <clears throat> there's there's nothing wrong of doing that, but you have to be to go beyond, and especially when you try to represent an area for a particular reason, as it happened as as photography was used as, as the elections. 
and they were they were very established photojournalists that they are worldwide known that they actually said to go out and revisit those areas and and start to working on community um, documentary project and that was also shocking and I was like really that should have happened a very long time ago that's not anything new if you are an outsider and and you you study visually even without a camera the situation but you're not looking people from a higher stool and you see them equally then you are going to uh, you know have an issue have a problem I mean it's the same thing as uh, I, I joke around and I said um, with friends you know that you have to go there and you're going to end up in western Pennsylvania or in uh, anyway northeastern Pennsylvania and you know you got to let your healthy life behind. Have some gas station food. Somebody <laughs> might offer you a cigarette. You know, you have to take it. I mean, you have loves gas station food. We always stop at gas stations. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if you have you had um, a continuation on what you're doing before, but I, I do want to get to the more nuts and bolts of the show as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I would like to add something very important about the idea of ruined porn, I would say more about the idea of the absence that is missing. These places that Nico describes um, are places where people had a great had great pride in um, huge industries that brought that you know kids in the sixties um, uh, were admiring the machinery and the industry of the area um, and. There is a, a void. There is a sort of a um, a, a, a great force uh, of emptiness right now, and I think that what we are trying and getting to the nuts and bolts of the Rust Belt Biennial is to say, hold on a second. All the a lot of the festivals are happening in the metro areas, in the big cities, on the coasts. Um, and the focus is there. Uh, so both people are photographing the Rust Belt, but it's a, a, end, uh, ended up being shown outside of the Rust Belt. So this biennial is in the Rust Belt. It's in Wilkes-Barre. Um, it's, not, um, it's not even in Pittsburgh. It's not even in Scranton. It's not in, the, it, it's not in a major city. Uh, it's, it's meant for locals, first of all. Um, and, and, and I think that's very important. Well, what, just to, so I, I won't forget, and it means for locals, and that is why we are obviously it's going to be a photography competition. But through the university, through people in the area, that there are historians, that there are amateur historians, that there are civilian historians, we invite everybody to join us and uh, have panel discussions. That's also our plan. They can send us an email to the website and say, "Hey, I have this idea." We, we, this, we don't want this to just be a photography exhibition, although it's our first time and we don't want to open, you know, really wide and get into trouble because we try to put a, an, an amazing photography show. But at the same time, we are talking with people in the area about lectures, etc. So any, any, anything goes, everything goes. And we're also going to try to have different locations for these lectures. Let's say that the Wilkesbury, in Wilkesbury it's going to be the main exhibition that it's, it will hold lectures in the gallery, but also we will have uh, something going on in Easton that there's some uh, very established photographers there and maybe in Allentown and in Scranton. Uh, so we're, we're still yeah. collaborating. What, 
what are the eligibility requirements of the artists, of the photographers? And everybody will be accepted as long as the work is created within the Rust Belt states. The, the artist does not have to be from the area as long as the work is created there. We are open to all genres, all, uh, all processes, anything, anything goes. And do you have connections to, the, to any photographers more regionally? If there are photographers, artists, uh, historians that they are local, they need to con- that we are not aware of, they, and they're willing to participate and collaborate, they want to give a lecture of the work somewhere in some space, we encourage them to contact us. Mm. And I would add that one of the it, it's um, it's quite a challenge to actually reach out and find people. Uh, you know, you start something and you can publish it as or publicize it as much as you want, but you're not going to reach everybody. So we are asking friends, we're asking people we appreciate. We are, you know, outsourcing and outreaching, and we're doing everything we can so it won't remain our. My small universe, Nico's small universe, we're um, collaborating with uh, uh, magazines and with all sorts of people from the field of photography to make this as exclu- as inclusive as possible, um, as outreaching as possible. So, yes, of course, we, we really want the people from, you know, from the local areas that usually feel like they don't have a voice. Have, this is your opportunity. But it's also our responsibility to find them. We are not just opening an Instagram account, opening a Facebook page, putting up a website and hope that, you know, build it, they will come. We are actively reaching out. We're actively asking for people. And anyone who hears this podcast, this recording, you know, we are looking for and looking forward to receive collaborations and um, any ideas uh, we we want to see work. We we want to promote this work that's coming from the Rust Belt. And also something that we we didn't uh, touch upon is that we are giving a significant amount of money, considering it's our we're giving a four thousand dollars in prizes. So do you mind if I ask where the prize money came from? Exactly. Well, we don't have the prize money, <laughs> and <laughs> we are taking a risk. You like that, right? Uh, because, no, because we care about this so much that. We are taking a risk, and the submission—the thirty-five dollars—the admission that fee, we are right. or submit, uh, submission fee. That also, to, uh, we need to point out that uh, you can um, submit up to twenty-five pictures. Whatever we get from that is going to go towards uh, the the prizes. Okay, and it was risk because uh, what are you going to do if you don't come up with the fun? <laughs> You are going to have a curator ex- curated exhibition, but you might have, you know, a lot of submissions that you, you know, what, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we want, to, it's part of the, you want, we want to give back. And you know what? It's all part of the risk that you are taking. We're taking a risk, okay? Uh, a psychological risk, so we don't kill each other with Yov. We're talking <laughs> about a financial risk. Uh, we're trying to find solutions, you know? And, and that, that is a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's not it, we're not in it to make money out of this. Right. There is an urgency. There is an urgency to make such a biennial right here and right now. We're not going to wait until the time is right and people uh, understand what we're doing. Uh, we will do negotiations. We are going to do it, um, whether it's risking our own money because we think that 
people need that push and this biennial needs to happen. So that's why we said we'll start by risking our own money and anything we get only makes this biennial better. Uh, it will pay for the prizes and it will make this biennial bigger uh, and more substantial. And it is easier in some ways to raise money when you actually have something you can show so for the next show. Right, right. And also we want to reach we, the, our dream, the dream, our Something that we would really like is to make this a traveling show throughout the Rust Belt. We want to invite uh, universities and uh, art programs and documentary programs from universities, schools within the Rust Belt, and of course from anywhere in the country, to participate to you know to to to, to show the work in their space if they they are interested. And because we would like to have this up to be a traveling show, but again, this is our our first time. We do not know how things will go. So we're taking very cautious steps in terms of both the submissions, the curation, and, and everything. Um, one thing is for certain, we are going to exhibit high-quality work, and we're not going to just show our friends. I think what we can say is, with with the uncertainty about the money and things like that, and the fact that it's the first show and there's a lot of trial and error, what you do have is Andrew Moore, a, a, a real gallery, and the ability to put this together because you both have experience uh, especially, I know you, Yoav, with promoting for other photographers and working with other photographers. You both have organizational experience. You're not, you're not just running into this blind. I mean, you've had shows, you've produced books, you've done all kinds of things. You're, you're both professionals. Um, and what, what was your connection to the gallery? How did the gallery come into the picture? I was, uh, when I was, uh, came with this idea, the first step was to find a space. And there was not, uh, you know, you're kind of limited up in this area in terms of spaces and, and galleries. And uh, basically, I just reached out and sent an email. And after the email, I sent, uh, I was set up a meeting. I went there. I introduced the idea. They said, let's talk a little bit more. Then we talked a little more. Uh, have, we had a conversation with Yoav and Heather Sinkavitz when everything was uh pretty much booked, and there was not uh, anything uh, special that happened. This is how uh, I operate, and I know this is how Europe operates. I send cold emails. I don't go through people that know people that <laughs> I just basically reach. I basically read. No, it's true. Uh, I basically reach out with anything, exhibitions, publications, uh, features, anything. So I just send an email, and I'm looking for people that they're interested in the idea, and uh, we found it. We found Heather really grateful, and also Andrew Moore, which we're, you know, there's nothing more that we can ask. Uh, tell me about Andrew Moore. Andrew was uh, a thesis teacher of mine at SVA back in the day, and uh, he, but Yoav has worked, uh, I have talked to him on other occasions, I've seen him in Philadelphia in some uh, exhibitions that he has juried, uh, Project Basho, I don't think it's still around anymore. Oh, I remember it was an international that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, Project yeah. Basho, yeah. yeah. But Yoav um, has worked extensively with uh, with Andrew, so he has a closer relationship with Andrew. I know Andrew; I've talked to him. But I said, okay, who would have been the best person for something like this? I mean, thinking of Andrew's book about uh, Detroit, and Detroit is uh, the crown jewel of the Rust Belt in terms of, uh, you know, the worst disaster that can happen to the to an industry. And Andrew's, you know, approach is so strong because it both shows you the ruins but also the the glory of that history that once was and and i think that you know andrew is an educator is an artist and he worked in the in the rust belt region extensively 
Um, he, he brought into attention Detroit um, in a very, very strong way, and no one can be a better way to launch uh, such an endeavor, such the Rust Belt Annual. And he is so kind um, to, to do this with us. And he is doing it with, with, you know, great enthusiasm and will. And he's looking forward to see the work by people. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity for uh, people who, sh- who photograph in the region to, to be able to, sh- to have the eyes of someone like Andrew in, in, uh, see the work, becoming uh, you know aware of it, and having the work eventually exposed and appreciated. And you know, I worked with Andrew. I was his assistant for um, quite a while, almost uh, three years. You know, and so it's 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 a we have a very close relationship. So I was able to approach him directly and ask him for for this thing, and he he didn't even hesitate mm. for a second. It was an immediate, absolutely. And I'm so happy that he's doing it with us. Is you know, it's we're taking risks to do something like that. Is taking risk for him as well. It's not obvious to hear yes for something like that. Uh, we don't have a name. We're not established as the Rust Belt Biennial. And he still, he, he also, and I know that very strongly about Andrew, he is always looking for a, a way to give back to these places that he photographs. He, he cares. He cares about the history. He cares about the people. He learns deeply. He learns. It's it's he's absolutely the right person for for this. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, Andrew is going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, so we'll get to hear more from Andrew. Oh, it's it's very interesting to this conversation, and this is what we're really aiming aiming to do. And you know, you said how you reached out, and the the theater that I mentioned earlier that I um, I saw Centralia, I was fascinated by the environment and i'm very honest i was i was uh we were looking at the with my girlfriend at the show the the centralia and all of a sudden i'm looking in the room and i'm and i'm seeing stage lights and i immediately said to myself this will be an amazing place to have a panel discussion reserve the theater have a panel discussion about photography history centralia the this northeastern pennsylvania and i emailed them through facebook and I still, you know, I haven't talked to him for a while, but he he responded, the manager there, and he, he told me, you know, you can have the theater for, I don't know, like two $300 for one day, and then you can collect the tickets. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, it was amazing. Oh, and I said, can I oh, sit in the wow. ticket booth and, and sell tickets? <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a 1970s ticket booth. Oh, it's I want to do it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we have plans, mm-hmm. but we're starting slow because we don't know how things will go. Uh, you know, but we're inviting pretty much everything. Any idea is welcome. No, it's as great. long as it's going to cost us, right, Yola? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, before I let you go, well, how should people uh, reach out? How should they apply? What's the, what are the deadlines? What's the website? Deadline is the deadline is June fifteenth. The website couldn't be easier. Rustbeltbiennial.com. We have all the information on the website. We have the Rust Belt Biennial Instagram. We have a Rust Belt Biennial Facebook page. People can find my name, Joab Friedlander, and Nico Kalinotis. They can find his name. Send us an email. Find whatever way you can to contact us if you have any questions. We are not hiding behind any wall <laughs> relevant to today. We are available. We are open for conversation. We are open for ideas. We are open for collaborations. June 15th is the deadline for the open call for submissions. 
but the opening of the actual show is August 27, 2019. The reception, the reception is uh, September 6. Oh, okay. so we have so we have six months to make this biennial take on any form possible. So please, please, please contact us with anything. Don't wait. Don't think you, what you have in mind is irrelevant. And was were there any restrictions on how recent or old the photos were made or anything like that? No restrictions, yeah. no restrictions at all. Actually, one of the submissions that, you know, we're looking at submissions, submissions as they're coming in, and uh, surprisingly so, they're not ruined porn. And also the, the one was old photographs. Uh, some that's that's like. what I was thinking. The, the older the photographs, the, the more historical and interest. Yeah, more context there might be to the newer photographs. And I would say, and I would say unlike seeking for a, pleasing a trend in photography in contemporary shows and festivals, this is going to be the sum of everybody that are going to submit their work. Andrew is going to look and figure out, okay, this is an interesting selection that I can make. This is work that I think Andrew Moore should be promoted and focused right. on. And, and so that is actually wonderful not to put all these restrictions because who said that you should restrict? Uh, we chose a juror and uh, we trust him uh, and he's going to make the selection that is uh, for uh, in his mind. And we're going to curate a part of the show uh, with work that we want to put focus on and we're, um, again, outreaching to other people to hear about potential artists that would be included in the banal. So it's not only our small circle of friends and we want to be, we want to open our mind and we want to educate ourselves. That's yeah, great. I mean, we, we, do, we, we do have some people that we are considering. I mean, we're not going to lie, but we are going to curate people from throughout the region we and we are welcome people that we might not know or we are not aware of their work to to contact us and introduce themselves oh that's great so you know you mentioned earlier that there were kind of two components to this show could you just uh, explain that a little bit more yes it's going to be one main exhibition at the sordoni gallery there's going to be photographers that they're going to be invited through a curational process by the biennial staff and then there's going to be a component that people are going to submit for $35 through the Rust Belt, and they're going to submit the work through Lens Culture. And Andrew Moore will judge and be, is the juror for that component, that he's going to select the top three artists that they're going to win the cast prizes. And also there's going to be about 15 other photographers that they're going to be included in that exhibition on top of the that's, top three that they're going to win. That's great. You know, I was part of something like that. And, and what you get to say is, hey, I showed with Lee Friedlander. I showed with Helen Levitt. I mean, it's, it's really a nice opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to have some very established names and collaborations. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, thank you both. This has been fantastic. You thought that this would be 10 minutes, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> My you name think? is on it. It can't be 10 minutes. I mean, Yoav and Nico together on <laughs> Skype. How could that be 10 minutes? <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Michael. We really appreciate this, and we're looking forward to uh, collaborating with you. Oh, thank I you. love I'm really looking forward to it, too. And uh, it was nice catching up with the two of you. All right. Excellent. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.